BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to Kogel One and Film, A Perfect Pairing. I'm film critic Gary Kogel, and today two new films that made us both laugh and think. Long Shot, starring Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. It's about two former high school classmates who find themselves reunited as adults. And a film called Wine Country, an original Netflix comedy about a girl's trip to Napa. It's directed by and starring Amy Poehler with Tina Fey, Rachel Dratch, and Mai Rudolph. I'm wine expert Haley Hamilton Cogill, just back from an outstanding weekend in wine country, attending Signature Sonoma Valley, toasting with some of the icons of the fantastic region, making it a perfect pairing for wine country this week. And our leading lady in Longshot gracefully sipped glasses and glasses of bubbles throughout her presidential run, making one of my favorite sparklers with a presidential theme the go-to for Longshot, Gerard Bertrand, Thomas Jefferson, Rosé Brut Cuvée from Lemieux. But first, we're going to talk about this film, Gary. Okay, I think this film is, is an elevated film. I think it's better than I thought it was going to be, and I really wanted it to work. It's not the movie of the year. It's not going to win any awards. It's, I think, 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's directed by Jonathan Levine, or Levin. He did 50-50, that Joseph oh, yeah, Gordon led it, yeah. it film with Seth Rogen really about cancer. That's really, yeah. really good. And he did, and then he did a romantic zombie movie yeah. called Warm Bodies. And I think that's it's a cute. Good film I watched too. it on a plane. It's really cute. Uh, can we quote you on that? Yeah. It's cute. I watched it on a plane. And uh, but this is about and of course, of course, this stars Seth Rogen and he plays a guy named. I love the names they use when yeah. they can do this because yeah. he has you know total advantage to whatever he wants to do. But his name is Fred Flarsky. <laughs> Fred Flarsky. <laughs> Flarsky. But Seth Rogen, who was in Knocked Up and 40-Year-Old Virgin and 50-50, of course, you know he had a cameo in Anchorman. He, he was a cameraman. He was a cameraman in yeah. Anchorman. And it's Anchor, fun to see him in Anchorman, it. Man, not Anchor Lady. So he plays a gifted, kind of a free-spirited journalist who constantly is getting in trouble because he has no filter. And uh, he says whatever he thinks in this kind of independent journalism way. And, you know, of course, gets fired and loses his job. And uh, it's looking for something to do. And then he runs into an old high school kind of roommate, but she used to babysit She him. was, yeah. He, she, she was older. She was a little bit older. Yeah. 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 Uh, but back in the day, and her name is Charlotte Field. It's played by Charlize Theron, who won the Oscar for the most disturbing female character in the history of movies, Monster, about the female serial yeah. killer. And she won an Oscar and probably gained 50 pounds for that and just... I still can, I could never watch that movie more than once. Yeah, it's and, difficult. And interviewed for that film. She did a film, I met her years ago because she did a, a King Kong knockoff called Mighty Joe Young <laughs> with, with the great Bill Paxton. Oh. 
And it was filmed in Hawaii, and she grew up in Hawaii, parts of Hawaii. Part of the time, she was a military brat. But she's great in Mad Max Fury she Road. She's great in she Mad Max. She is magnificent in Cider House Rules. So I, I, I And nothing. she's really lovely on her Dior uh, perfume commercials. I hope she makes lots of money. I hope so, too, because I find those ads so pretentiously <laughs> weird. They're supposed to be. Man, can you walk like that? Can you actually sway your body when you yeah, walk like that? That's what they're supposed to be. Well, she's one of the most influential women in the world. She's... Uh, um, she's holding office actually in administration and she decided to run for president. I think she's Secretary of State. Yes. Then she decided to run for president and uh, she's got a little bit of a mess going on too and she needs a writer and she runs into the guy she used to babysit, the, the, the kid from the neighborhood. And they kind of strike up this friendship, and she hires him as a writer because she thinks he's funny. And everyone around her... Because everyone's telling her she needs to be funny. Oh, my God. But everybody hates him. Hates him because he has no filter. And so he becomes, on a presidential campaign... Can we say? Uh, you think they're going. They're going to. They're going to have to get together at some point because it's called long shot. Yeah. You know, it's about a guy and a girl. They're complete opposites, but for some reason, she gets him, and it's really cool to see mm-hmm. because he's hard to get. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty difficult guy, probably for a lot of people, and he's not the most handsome guy in the world. And she's just stunning, beautiful, and and he just wears like bad windbreakers the entire time. It's yeah. like, can we just give the man a jacket? Yeah, his fashion is he so. <laughs> He's fashion-deprived, and she is not. Oh, she's lovely. And so it becomes this thing. And, of course, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a fight in politics. I think what happens is the movie drops the ball for me on politics, but I don't think this movie was ever about that. It's not what, exactly. This is what the movie is about. It's called Long Shot. It's, yeah, it's not meant to be a serious It's not a about, about a political drama. long right, shot. Right, right. It's about a romantic long and shot. And they're so, I thought it was very sweet. I giggled through a lot yeah. of it. Yeah, there were some laugh out loud. Laugh out loud And there moments. are some great pratfalls where, you know, Seth Rogen, he's he's all in. He falls <laughs> out of a window onto a car, and there's no way you, you would live doing that. And then he gets up. <laughs> you just can't stop. It's it's like the Marx Brothers times twenty. It's just I just think it kind of works, and I was pleasantly surprised by it. So, you know, it's it's not doing well. It's done around thirty six million worldwide. I look at this movie with Seth Rogen and Charlie Theron, and, and it travels all over the world too. It's kind of an international movie. Uh, that had to be made for more than thirty six. It had yeah. to be an expensive, yeah, romantic comedy, and probably around that to make it. Um, with those two in it, at least, because she's she's a big big salary drop. It will do well over time. That's my. I don't know. It's dropped off now. It's at twenty six million domestically and thirty six million worldwide. Hopefully, it'll top off around fifty and then go to, you know, go into the other land yeah. that it does to make money. But but it's but it was never a big pop on yeah. the radar. And it's, it's weird better, time of year. Though. It's better than that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we're all infatuated with other films right now. You know. Can I just say this? Avengers. Endgame just hit two point six two billion. Wow! It has to go to two seven eight billion to become the number one film and unseat Avatar. Wow! And it will win probably two weeks. Wow! Isn't that amazing. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, we like long shot. I we? thought it was. I thought it was very cute. I I giggled. You know, she's not it. hard to watch. No, either. she's beautiful. They're and and it's just funny together. She has know? a loopy attitude in this movie that she's, I really like. Yeah, she's vulnerable. Uh, it's the opposite of the where she's the Disney queen, you know the. Uh, oh yes. Those two Disney she movies. She was gilded. She yeah. was all 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 golden. Yeah, or she's whatever the evil queen. Yes. Yeah, um, uh, it's the opposite of that. She's just very vulnerable and interesting to me in this film, and so I, I appreciate it. I've always liked him. 
He's a huge stoner. Yeah. He talks about it constantly. I wouldn't have been surprised if there was lots of that during this. <laughs> I would assume he's stoned half the movie making it. But he's good and he's funny and I I I appreciate what he does. I always don't love everything he does because he gets really crass and vulgar. Mm-hmm. But but he is what he is and I I like him in this movie. So. I like him in this. We movie. like Longshot. Um, so I thought that a fun little pairing, even though it's not a true political um, film, but mm-hmm. there's definitely political references. Yes, there are. Um, is from the Lemieux region within Languedoc, Rousselin in southern France. So I kind of also like that because I think that this little pocket of France is, is France's little long shot region because it's kind of in in. The grand scheme of French wine, it's it's probably the most affordable place to go and make wine. It's a lot of um, kind of maybe second and third generation um, Bentner's families that couldn't make wine in a Bordeaux or a Burgundy or a Rhone, something like that, um, arrived in the Languedoc to to see their passions come true and so you have a lot of really great winemakers there that i think are producing some just stellar stellar wines on the more affordable scale Mm. um and gerard bertrand is is one of them um started making wine when he was 10 years old and in southern france and and kind of has had this goal throughout his entire growth of Gerard Bertrand to to create a really premium product at an affordable price. Um, there, the Gerard Bertrand, and, and he also is just the he is making aesthetically pleasing wines as well as delicious wines because that's the the beautiful bottle of rosé that we love that the bottom of the of the bottle is etched is with the rose. rose. That's his? and it's and it's such a beautiful. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, just the presentation. So so he you know with an eye for artistry as much um, on the bottle as well as in yeah. the bottle, and he the the Lemieux region. Of, of southern France, um, you know, right on the, 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 with great influence from the sea, you, um, it's kind of where the true start of, of, of sparkling wine began. It's where Dom Perignon saw the process and, and, you know, Dom Perignon and Champagne has always gotten all of the cred. It's the origins of the big bubbly? It's the origins of bubbles. And, hmm. and I know we talked about it, you know, it's many, many shows ago, but thought it would be fun because this particular one, Gerard Bertrand's Thomas Jefferson, um, Rosé Brut Cuvée, uh, also kind of celebrates the history of the region because of, uh, in Thomas Jefferson's cellar within Monticello, there were bottles of Lemieux. Okay, that's French and American. Well, yes, and and a president, and yeah. so that's why it's the perfect pairing with this. Movie. Well, that's fascinating <laughs> to me. So, well, I mean, Thomas Jefferson was such a, a lover of of French wines, or of all wines, as you know, brandy and port and everything. But he was such a lover of of French wines, and so the bubbles that he had in his cellar were from Lemieux. They were he did not have champagne in his cellar. He had Lemieux wow. wines. And Cremant de Lemieux, it's you know, a classic method. Um, from some different varieties, though they it's not your your traditional. There there are a handful of varieties that grow a little bit better within that region that that produce the wines that you know nobody's really ever heard of but they go in to make this still traditional method bubble that that i think for this particular wine lots of strawberry lots of a floral kind of wild rose and tea rose notes as well as a little hint of a brioche and a little bit of that 
that briny minerality thanks to the influence of the sea, which I think is really, really delicious. So for that bubbly and that rosé, what, what kind of ballpark price points are they? Um, they're like $20 wines. Seriously? Yeah. So that so rosé really, is a great $20 yeah, rosé. The, yeah. the actual just his still um, rosé is, is beautiful. And yeah, you can find it. It's And and he's making a lot of it, so good on him. It's yeah. it's not a, a tiny production wine, but the quality is still there. And yeah, I mean, you can find it at Costco. You can find it you can find it at Foodland. You can find it at you know Total Wine. You can find it just about anywhere. Wow. So Even on the big island. Even on this beautiful big island. You can find it. Yes. Hey, when we come back on Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, a film right up our alley, Wine Country, directed by Amy Poehler. It's about a group of women who rent a winery guest house in Napa for the weekend, and they spend a lot of time drinking and confessing. It's a funny little movie, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. So when Haley and I first saw the previews for a film called Wine Country on Netflix, uh, we automatically were all in. All in. All in. Can't wait for this to come out. <laughs> we want to talk about it because it's so familiar. It's 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 so familiar. <laughs> I'm just going to start this whole discussion uh, apologizing for all of to all of my friends that I've taken to Wine Country because I am Amy Poehler. <laughs> I have you are. I have lots of itineraries. Granted, it's my work, and so when I am going and taking friends, whether it be socially or mm-hmm. you know, uh, for professionally, I'm always working. Like I can never bug out and not go. It's it's always it's always a work trip for me, right. and so um, sometimes I'm a little strict with I with with time frame. I got to get to point. Point A to point B. We've got 15 miles to go. We got to go there. We, you know, I'm very, I'm very particular in what we're doing. But I think I also deliver fantastic experiences. But I will, I will say I'm sorry right now to Judy and Shelley and Deb (laughs) and And no, I all love you and hope that I gave you all fantastic experiences. Because you've done this. I've done many times. Every element of this movie. I, I thought it was hilarious. Have you had people like this in your trips? Have have I had people that? Okay. Oh, have oh you mean like have it, I gone to? This is like yeah. six or seven oh, yeah. women all together. Oh, and absolutely. They're all completely different. They all have well, very strong personalities. And, and I do kind of want to. I'm going to jump in. Probably talk. I don't no, want to no, talk do. over you, but I do think you know I've read a handful of articles from some of my my colleagues in this beautiful wine industry that that I call a profession that are just like, oh, my God, There's this movie is just so stupid. And they don't care about getting to know – this is not a, a true wine movie. This is – they don't want to know anything about wine. These women – it's it's terrible movie. It's not about wine country. And actually it is because all these women want to do is go and be – and get together and have fun with their friends. It's right. not it's not about the in-depth nuances of great, you know, Cabernet Sauvignon. It's not about, about why – why you drink Sauvignon Blanc versus Chardonnay. At the end of the day, all these women want to do is drink and have fun together. Right. And yes, I have been on many trips. Where those personalities kind of jump out at you. Yes. And, uh, you know, I remember one night in Willamette Valley that I was actually probably that person. Man, the next day was hard. It was a hard next day, but we had fun the night before. (laughs) (laughs) Very much so. You know, it's interesting. I like Amy Poehler a lot in this movie, and I, I've always liked her. Um, you know, we know her from Saturday Night Live and Parks and Recreation. She was married for a while to Will Arnett, um, no longer. But I think the best thing she does, I've always thought the best thing that I love is when 
Amy Poehler and Tina Fey host shows mm-hmm. when they host award shows. Yeah. They should be hosting two or three of these every year. Uh, if they ended up hosting the Oscars, it'd be fine with me because mm-hmm. they're funny and they write. Yeah. they write good bits. The beginning they, with yeah. of the Oscars this past year with Maya Rudolph, yeah. with them was yeah. fantastic. It I was the it best was part of the entire yeah. Oscars. So they they all go. You know, they plan this because it's uh, Rachel Dratch is one of the characters who was also on Saturday Night Live. It's her fiftieth birthday, and the host set up it's her fiftieth birthday. So we're coming around from all parts of the country, really, yeah. and getting together in Napa in this in this house that they've rented. And uh, and the o- and and the owner of the house is Tina Fey, yeah. who's completely different and not really part of the group. Right. So it's a, but it's she's a, got some great zingers. But she's got a lot of really great zingers, and she's seen everything. Yeah. And my I love Maya Rudolph, who was in Anchorman. Yeah. She was in Anchorman. She was in Bridesmaids, and she's in The Way Way Back. Yes, yeah, she is. Which is a great little movie. And and uh, so they you know they think they're just going to relax, but they're pulling. She's Amy's pulling out the itineraries. Yeah. And they do have that scene where they go to the place where the guy tries to get really deep about all the nuances of the wine, yes. and they're having none of it. And they're just snockered. They, they do have a driver, and it's Jason Schwartzman yes. who plays a... a, a who, driver slash It's a guy that comes with a house. He comes with a house, so he's whatever they want to be. He's a cook. He, he's their, you know, their valet. He can't cook. He can barely drive. And he's their man friend because they all they all yeah. enjoy their experience. They have a little man friend around. So, um, you know, it made me giggle a lot because I I think I read one of the reviews that you're referring to and the knock on the knock about not being deep about wine and rich about wine and all that stuff. I think it's totally true because this is a goofy little Netflix movie about comedy and about women, and when all these guys write articles about what it's not about, it kind of bothers me because mm. they're not getting into that. Yeah. Movies movies are, I guess what I'm saying, just like on Longshot, movies are what they are, not what you want them to be. And when they're not what you want them to be, then go make your own movie and quit complaining. Mm-hmm. And that's my point. Of well, and I think that that's, you, you just look at these people, and I think, you know, the whole storyline was based on a trip that Rachel Dretch had to Sonoma at one point in her life. I don't know all of the backstory of it. But, you know, it was kind of her experience and, and going yeah. to, to wine country and just having kind of a good time. And and I don't think there's, a, like, that's all that the movie needed to be. It never needed to be a an in-depth look at at the history of wine in in Napa Valley yeah. or Sonoma. It was basically about friends coming together, which if you look at, at a lot of trips, I just planned a trip for a group of people, and it was, you know what, there is no, um, the sky's the limit, no expense account, or, you know, unlimited expense account, um, nothing off the table, and they went and they had a great time. And I actually utilized the same driver when I was in Sonoma last week that I had used for them. They said, yeah, they had a real good time to the point that even in this, the end of this one fantastic day that I had planned going to some of the finest wineries in Napa, as he was cleaning out the car, they had completely polished off an entire bottle of tequila. So you know what? Wow. Good, good on them. Good for them for going and having fun. Yeah. That's what so much yeah. of this is. You know, there are people like me that go to these gorgeous places often and and then get to tell the story of it. There are also a lot of people that get to go to Napa once in their life. And so they're going to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. In that time. They're often bridesmaids parties. And they are. There are a lot of bachelorette parties. Or there are just a lot of, of 
of people coming back together. And do you want to do it, you know, renting a cabin on a lake? Do you want to do it in a ski resort? Do you want to do mm-hmm. it in Vegas? Yeah, could have, this could have been called Mexico trip. Exactly. You know, beach trip. But the backdrop was a lot prettier because, yeah. man, I'll look at those vineyards any day. So, did you, did, was a lot of were a lot of the images in the film familiar to your places? They used a handful. Yeah, they used um, Artessa Winery was one that they used um, predominantly, and then just I think just looking at the Rolling Hills of Sonoma yeah. was was what was so special. It was mainly there were some shots in Napa, but it was mainly I think filmed. And around Sonoma, yeah. and um, and then it's fun to look at labels. I mean, God, there was some great product placement. Good on you, Jordan. You know, every seeing that bottle of Jordan Chardonnay made me smile. Um, there's great Duckhorn, you know, product placement. So there was good. There's good. They're drinking good juice, that's for sure. So we do this all the time when we watch movies and TV shows. If there's a bottle of wine, and there often is in almost every show. We want it, they, they turn the label so you can't see it, but we know what those bottles look yeah. like. We can tell by some of the signature yeah. and the writing. Where this, where they were, they were yeah. really good about it. Yeah, you could see and tell. So, cool. It was, you know, I think for what it is, it's very cute. And it's on Netflix. And yeah. so... It's it, a real loose movie. It, you know, the ending's not powerful. Yeah. It just kind of is what it is. And I giggled through the whole yeah. thing. I really enjoyed it. And if you want to go and plan a trip to, you know, wine country and need help, then reach out to me. Because I would love to help you plan that. Because it's supposed to be fun. Especially if your budget is... As if you Unlimited. have no budget. <laughs> that makes it even more fun. So I um, yeah. thought that a fun pairing, just because I did just get back from Signature Sonoma Valley, um, would be the the perfect little pairing mm-hmm. for this movie. So Signature Sonoma Valley, it's the third year for it, put on by the Sonoma Valley Vintners and Growers Association. And it's kind of, you know, Sonoma County as a whole is a very large area. Sonoma Valley, which is right at the kind of entrance into Sonoma, Sonoma County, um, Carneros is the base, Ramsgate the, is is known as the entrance to kind of wine country, and, and Sonoma um, is a part of Sonoma Valley. So it's this, you know, pretty small area as, as the region goes. I want to say it's maybe 15, 17, 13, something like that, miles long, um, north to south, so not very big. But within this, you have this incredible diversity and fantastic histories the you know the some of the earliest immigrants that came over from Europe chose Sonoma Valley to to plant their first vines because it looked so much like the rolling hillsides of Tuscany mm. and the mountain regions of of you know northeast Italy and and you have kind of this pocket in between the Sonoma Mountains and the Mayacamas Mountains where Sonoma Valley lies so you have you know, fantastic elevations, high, high elevations, um, western facing slopes, which is ideal for growing grapefruit. And then these very, very historical vineyards. Buena Vista was the first winery in Northern California, California kind of put Northern California wine country on the map, started in 1857, still producing beautiful wines today. The Monte Rosso Vineyard at the kind of top of of this Moon Mountain uh, ABA within Sonoma Valley, um, elevations of 400 to 1700 degrees. So that just ensures that that even on hot days, you have cool nights and mm-hmm. really great freshness. And so the end result of, of the wines of this region, in addition to being completely diverse with everything from Chardonnay and Pinot and, and uh, Pinot Gris to hardy Zinfandels to robust Cabernets to 
um, really interesting Rhone varieties. John Laster is making, you know, his Chemin de Fer uh, Rhone blend is so, so fabulous and interesting and tastes like, like a wine you would drink within the Rhone. John Lasseter. Another movie reference. Just a name drop, the former head of Pixar. Yes. Um, making gorgeous wines there. Um, and and I think one of the kind of highlights of, of this whole weekend, and the weekend really was started to celebrate this diversity in history. And and one of the highlights, I, I kind of did a deep dive into this Moon Mountain ABA, which um, is kind of a relatively new sub-ABA um, divided out within um, Sonoma Valley. Uh, I had a chance to, to sit with the owner of the Moon Mountain Vineyard that has been many things over the years. That Moon Mountain used to be a part of Glen Ellen. So, you know, if you're familiar at all with Sonoma Valley, that's mm-hmm. kind of what it it was. And because of its complete, completely unique characteristics, it was kind of pulled out and made into this own little sub ABA. It's 100% volcanic soil. So just that is going to give you um, a completely different characteristic in the wine. It'll be much more earthy, have lots of kind of iron rich red, um, mineralic soils that gives that kind of depth, high elevation, um, vineyards, uh, cool nights, hot days, all, everything that goes with that. But I had a chance to, to visit with the owner of Reprise, uh, a gentleman named Jim Mamatiz, who is a Silicon Valley guy that decided he wanted to um, really buy a house in Sonoma. And all of a sudden, his house came with a really killer vineyard. Wow. <laughs> and so kind Bonus. of has had revamped this vineyard. Um, but over this beautiful kind of legends dinner that I'm sitting at a table with Richard Arrowwood, who you know yeah. I adore, um, Chateau St. Jean winemaker for many years, started Arrowwood, now has Amapola Creek, as well as Jeff Clark, who also had, um, had been making wine up on Moon Mountain for, for generations or decades. Um, tasting through some of these old vintages, we tasted a 1975 Chateau St. Jean, um, that, known then as Glen Mountain or Glen Ellen Vineyard. Um, but this Moon Mountain, where Jim's uh, vineyard is now 1975 and it still tasted fresh. It still tasted juicy. The, the fruit wasn't maybe quite as, as ripe, but it was still red fruit. It hadn't gone to like black fruit and it certainly hadn't oh, gone to like dry fruit. It's a 40 something year yeah, bottle. Yeah. And, and it was still just, it was still just tasting delicious. We tasted a, a 79 Ridge Zinfandel that's that, that wasn't, that was that was much softer. It wasn't, you know, jammy Zinfandel that we kind of think about. It was yeah. ripe, but it had a nice softness and a really, really beautiful earthiness to it. And kind of then did a whole decade of of wines from the '80s and wines from the '90s, and then his current the current reprise um, wines that he's producing today. And it just is so exciting. It's so exciting to see what what wines from from that time period. Yeah could be doing now and to see then with, you know, I'm going to say better viticulture because the vineyard now is completely farmed organically, um, you know, really taking into account how to, how to be as, as environmentally friendly as possible, but also I think giving you uh, a true depiction of the actual terroir, because I think organic farming gives you, you know, when you take the chemicals out of anything, mm-hmm. then you really get what mother nature gives you. Is there a new label for me? Um, 
he started 10 years ago or 12 years ago. So yes. It's not um, familiar to me. But it's probably, it's not large production. It's, um, but he's putting himself on the map. And, and again, this vineyard though has so much history and that's, that's just really, really exciting. In addition to that, I had a fantastic time with my sweet sister. Daphne came out and played with me one night at Ramsgate. We were um, probably more dressed up and taller than everyone else in the room. And but we Ramsgate is awesome, and it's good it's to be beautiful. tall and uh, with your sister. We had a very, very good time. It was Ram- very Ramsgate special. makes. You know where we discovered Ramsgate? We were on the Big Island. We were. We me. had we had the, some of the, their wines sent to us, and we had a chance to taste through them here. And it and was a, really, and a box really arrived, and it said Ramsgate I'm before like, Ramsgate. we Ramsgate. Um, before this? we moved Ramsgate. Yeah. And I went over the moon. Well, I think they were yeah. kind of known initially more as a as it, it is right at the entrance to um, Carneros, and you know their their kind of tasting room looks over their vineyard, and beyond that is the Sonoma racetrack. Yeah, the speedway. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of known more for their hospitality, um, and as the wines were kind of growing, as the wine program was kind of growing, but their wines as being introduced to at first from the wine perspective and falling in love with it. A lot of single vineyard Chardonnays, Pinots, um, a little bit of Syrah and Pinot Gris and a bubble, um, but mainly Chardonnay and Pinot. Um, and then to actually go there and to see this really breathtaking um, winery is, yeah. was pretty special. Anybody I'd be taking to Sonoma that's never been there before, one of yeah. the first places I would take them would be to Ramsgate. Yeah. So it was really special to be able to take my sister there. Wow, way to go. Thank you for having me so much to the Sonoma um, Valley growers and vintners. I had a a ball and and really, really so special and and educational. You know, it's interesting hearing you talk about like the 75s and then you taste the 80s. Um, I do that with movies. I go back and look at older movies and uh, they either hold up or they don't. And it's interesting because the analogies now are coming out to me that it's a lot like wine. The structure of the movie probably held up then but doesn't hold up now. Yeah. If it's a little bit past its time, or it's so remarkable, like I watched uh, on the plane recently, all the president's men again yeah. for about the fifth time. That movie holds up so much. Yeah. It's it's like I just opened that bottle and drank it, and it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's the coolest thing. Anyway, it's that's exciting. a perfect pairing. Yeah, it's exciting. Next time on Cogel Wine and Film, a perfect pairing. More films and television shows worthy of attention, including we're looking forward to Rocket Man. Can't wait about the life and times of Elton John. But for more on our discussion today, follow our blog on CogelConsulting.com or through Facebook. Follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Cogel, and to see what we're drinking now, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dallas on Court. And with that, I'm Gary Cogill, and I'm always looking for the next great film. I'm Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine. Join us next time on Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. Aloha. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.